Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood, here on the interwebs. And I'm just a humble storyteller. Here on Stories of Runeterra, we usually jump into one of the many stories or tales of the champions of League of Legends. But as I record this, I'm laying on the roof of my house looking up at the stars the morning of April 23rd, 2023 in the midst of what is called the Lyrid meteor shower. I've seen two tonight. My night vision has kind of dropped off because I've had to go back inside because my three-year-old daughter woke up and wanted a hug. I'm struck as I sit, or rather lay, curled up in a very fluffy blanket, because even though I live in the desert, it's pretty cold. And look up here at the stars. When my dad was alive, we used to come out and look at the constellations. In all honesty, I couldn't really remember all of them myself. In the Northern Hemisphere, there's a few recognizable ones. Ursa Major, the Big Dipper, Corvus, one of my favorite, isn't super recognizable, but that Scorpio's big. Couple stars we can recognize, like Arcturus or Polaris, again, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. But as I was thinking about it tonight, every one of these patterns, every one of these shapes cut out of the black canvas of the sky above my head is a place where humans like you and I have sat down amid a campfire late at night and etched into time and memoriam a story. Think of Scorpius, the horrifying creature that the hunter Orion was sent to kill with his faithful dog. And though he succeeded in his grand task, the gods, in some strange piece of storytelling, watched as the great stinger of Scorpius killed the hunter in his final pangs of death. And so forevermore they have been cast up into the velvet night sky to chase each other for eternity. In the winter, we see the hunter Orion with his mighty club and belt of nebula chasing with his faithful hound the creature we see currently in the northern hemisphere, Scorpio. Some of you may live in the southern hemisphere, and right now if you go outside, you see Orion. I see Scorpio. One story joins both you and I in a simple reflection. It's astonishing to me. Something brought us together in the podcast. The wonderful tales of Aurelian soul, a cosmic star breathing or creating dragon, or even the whimsical and silly little anecdotes of Ziggs or Heimerdinger. 
Then there are tales of great strife and struggle and difficulty, like all of those in the wars either between Noxus and Demacia or between the mages and the Demacian mage seekers. So many of those resound with us for the same reason that the stories here in the skies resound with us. There's something to the stories. There's something to the legends. There's something to hearing the account of one little Zary who just wants to make a difference. Or Zack pushing through the pipes wanting to keep people safe. And then we hear the stories of the villains, those who, out of selfishness, seek to make their vision of the world come to be despite the cost and pain it costs others. I don't know. I think it's why we love story. And so... It's just fascinating to me. I read the more fancy talk and philosophy around storytelling and mythology from Joseph Campbell to J.R.R. Tolkien. and Campbell's got a lot of stuff. Tolkien has a little essay called On Fairy Stories. C.S. Lewis, another philosopher and writer that I really admire and appreciate, writes of the same things in one of his collections of essays. But there's just this idea. Um, There's another guy, I think his name's uh, Jonathan Gibbles, and he writes about humans being the storytelling animal. I currently teach chemistry to seventh graders, and we learned about DNA the other day. And in DNA, there's this notion that It is the longest word in one of the most complex languages ever contrived and ever made to be a thing or whatnot. But that analogy, the fact that story is what almost defines us as humans, strikes me this evening amid little pinpricks of light, just hoping to see maybe another piece of my story happen to tell another little tale of where I saw so far only two meteors I haven't seen anything else yet but I don't know it's fascinating to me stories the stories of Runeterra only strike us so deeply because to hear other stories, to hear myths, to hear legends, to hear the anecdotes of people's experiences, good, bad, and otherwise, are the primary medium of our human brain, our human society and civilization. And I think it's a very beautiful thing. Even the stories of the greatest pain, I know it's a little cringy, but when we think of something like Amumu, We don't just listen to the story because it's a fun story. That may be on the surface, but as people, we almost have to go deeper. It's inevitable. 
that we look at a story like a muumuu and if we hear it enough or we listen to it on repeat or we fall asleep to it there's this notion this idea in there that loneliness is a curse and so how does that move us we can use the word inspire we can use the word words like epiphany or call us up but how does a story of even something as tragic and sad as a mumu shape us to reach out to others that may be lonely even when we're lonely ourselves like there's this inspiration there's this power of story to move us beyond who we are or where we're at to call us up and out of it when we're feeling anxious or we're depressed or even if we're way too excited all sides of the spectrum a, a good story can take my 3-year-old from being silly and super excited about playing penguin goofy little game that we do to calming down to go to bed we read pink alicious tonight and then we read um we read a so my daughter has recently been reading a lot of bible stories and so those two things we read at night or if we're anxious or depressed or scared a story can inspire us to move upward and i know that anxiety and depression are not a it's always a pick yourself up by the bootstraps thing but there's a piece of when we are in the midst of almost having a panic attack or in the midst of that as we calm down or we hear a story that can save us if you're in such a dark and scary place of depression a story can save your life and it's just words but those words have so much power i play D&D and there are these things like power word kill power word stun And sure there are those things. I'm trying to teach my 7th graders right now that your words can literally kill. They can push someone to the brink of the end. But something that has the power of death conversely has the power of life. My dad passed away this last summer. It'll be a year in June, but um he was a storyteller. That was his life. He was a poet and a writer and an author and he um at least here in the United States, if in the West, in like the western cowboy world on ranches and all that kind of silly stuff, he wrote poetry. And all he did was tell stories. And that's 
and he changed so many lives. And it's incredible. But when he passed away, when I faced quite literally death, and I went to the viewing of my dad, my mom was, uh, she stayed inside, but we had some very good friends. We had one or two people that came to view him before he was cremated. And I did too. And the last thing I ever did for my dad while he was alive, he loved a poet named Banjo Patterson. And one of his favorite stories was the man from Snowy River. Ooh, it's going to be hard. And I read the man from Snowy River to my dad. And then he died that night. And then over the next couple days, as we finished all the arrangements and all that, again, words have such power to move us, to inspire us, to call us to be better people. A phrase that has stuck with me and will for the rest of my life is I walked into the viewing I was alone and whatnot and there was this space of closure and just because of the way that I think about the world and the way I understand the the big questions or at least the way I the best I've been able to figure out in my very short (laughs) life so far is that I was able to walk up to my deceased father and say, I have touched death and blessed it. Our words can do that in the life of someone else. Some of you guys have written in and said that you're really thankful and it's one of you guys, you, I get to open with you. You open in the morning. Um, I must be a restaurant or something. And I've done that. Um, Some of you say you listen to me as you go to sleep, which is kind of funny to me. Um, Not in a bad way or whatever. Like, it's really touching. I'm humbled that I'm part of your life's routine in some small way. But um, your words, much like when I walked into literal death and was able to look at that and bless it and say like this though it is difficult can move me to be a better person I will grow and be inspired by the life that my dad lived to see death to touch death and be able to bless it to bring life from death I mean, we even see that in some of the League of Legends stories, right? Maokai or um, Yorick. Some of these ideas of the Shadow Isles. Whether the malice and struggle you're running into, whatever it is, whatever your ruination is, 
even in the story of the ruination, which is a terrifying idea that a consuming eternal torture is coming to rid the world of it, even that idea of death does not have the ultimate end simply because of a story. Yorick persists in a story to bring life back to the world that is dying and is full of corpses and pain and suffering. Maokai is going to bring life back from the trees. It's a fascinating thing. Your words, my words, our words can in story form wield power to create literal life. And so I know this is not the conventional episode, um, but it is just something that was on my mind. I am a philosopher at heart. I read a lot in that world and I just appreciate it. And this was a bit of a ramble. And tomorrow morning I'll release a more a traditional episode of Stories of Runeterra. I've got Jana lined up and Lilia. A couple requests I've had, so I'll get those out and published. Sorry that I've been off schedule. I am at the end of my school year and it is wild with my one-year-old and my three-year-old as well. So... Thank you all for listening to my little philosophical rant tonight, but I hope that maybe something in it can inspire you to consider what your story is. What is something that can bring you life, whether it's the stories that we hear from League of Legends and Runeterra, whether it's another, like, maybe an older story like Lord of the Rings or some of the old myths and legends and stories from different cultures find something and memorize it if you can it's so it's so life bringing and i hope that you have a good morning if you hear this if it's morning or night i really hope that you have a good day and find a story today to change or tell or someone to speak to and change their story there's a great poem by uh, Ernest, or yeah, no, Hemingway? No, it's not Hemingway. Edgar Hurst. I think it's Edgar Hurst. It's called Invictus. It says, Out of the darkest night, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have neither winced nor cried aloud, neither the bludgeonings of fate my head is bloodied but unbowed beyond this life looms but the horror of the shade but the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid no matter how straight the gate no matter how charged with punishments the scroll i am the master of my fate i am the captain of my soul use your words to help pilot someone else's ship or patch it up 
Thanks for listening. This has been a unconventional Stories of Runeterra deep dive reflection. <laughs> I hope you have a good night.